0: It's time for a very different Catholic podcast, with your host, Christopher Rybold. I love that guy. Hello, whoever you are. Welcome. I'm glad you found your way here. This is a very different Catholic podcast with Christopher Rybold, and I'm Chris. This is the place where I talk about all of the cool things that I've learned since returning to the Catholic Church after 30 years away. This episode is titled, The Sudarium and the Shroud. In chapter 20 of John's Gospel we read, He bent down and saw the burial cloths there but did not go in. This is the kind of reference to the burial cloths we would expect if John were simply describing the scene. But John continues. Simon Peter arrived after him. He went into the tomb and saw the burial cloth there and the cloth that had covered his head not with the burial cloths, but rolled up in a separate place. This second, more detailed reference to the burial cloths is a bit odd. The face covering would have been placed in the tomb, but it would have been removed from Jesus' head when he was wrapped in his shroud. John seems to be saying that the burial cloths were right where they were supposed to be, a fact that adds no weight to the claim that Jesus was resurrected. It seems important to him to document that both the burial linen and the face cloth were present, and that he and Peter were both witnesses to this fact. This seems to imply that there was something important about the cloths themselves. I think the time of composition of John's Gospel may offer some insight into what's going on here. John is writing decades after the resurrection. Witnesses have died. Memories have faded. People who have grown up in the years since have questions and doubts. And John wants to tell those second and third generation Christians that he and Peter were eyewitnesses to the presence of the burial cloths in the tomb. Why? He doesn't tell us, but he was writing for an audience that wouldn't have needed an explanation. Let's engage in a little informed speculation. I suspect that when John wrote his gospel, the church still had the burial cloth and the face covering in its possession, and that these were regarded as important. However, with the passage of time, doubts regarding their authenticity had arisen that John wanted to address. In 525, a cloth was found in the city of Edessa in what is today eastern Turkey the cloth was said to bear a miraculous image of Christ's face. This cloth came to be known as the mandelion or the icon of Edessa. We also have an 8th century reference to a cloth that bears an image of Christ's body that at the time was kept at a church in Edessa. This suggests to some, including me, that the mandelion was a whole body image folded to allow for the display of the face. The Mandelian was translated to Constantinople in 944. It disappears from the historical record after the sack of Constantinople in 1204. The Shroud of Turin first appears in the historical record about 150 years later in 1353. The question becomes, are the burial linens referenced in the New Testament, the Mandelian found in Edessa, and the Shroud of Turin all the same piece of cloth? The shroud came out of a private family collection. When it turned up, Pope Clement allowed the public exhibition of the shroud, but directed all church officials to refer to it as an icon, which is still the official position of the church today. The church has never declared the shroud to be the burial cloth of Christ. In 1898, a man named Secundo Pia photographed the shroud. When he developed his photos, he realized that the image on the shroud is a negative. In 1978, the Shroud of Turin Research Project conducted a thorough scientific analysis of the Shroud. They found that the Shroud preserves many historically accurate details that are invisible to the naked eye. For example, they determined that the bloodstains on the man's back are the result of many small, dumbbell-shaped wounds, scourge marks that are a good fit for the wounds that would have been produced by a Roman phlegrum, a type of multi-headed whip with dumbbell-shaped weights on each tip. They determined that the blood stains on the shroud are blood stains type AB. Perhaps most importantly, they determined that the image is a scorch. The very detailed, forensically accurate image on the shroud has been produced by burning the fabric, a little more in some places and a little less in others. Many people have used various techniques to successfully produce images that to the naked eye look like the shroud image. But no one has been able to produce a scorch image comparable to the shroud using techniques that would have been available to a medieval forger. In 1988, carbon-14 tests dated the shroud to the period 1260 to 1390, a date range that fits well with its appearance in the historical record in 1353. However, in the years since, it has come to light That the samples used were taken from a section of the shroud that had been repaired in the Middle Ages. So they likely contained strains of linen not original to the shroud. Also, the sample preparation techniques used in 1988 likely didn't remove all of the organic material left behind by microorganisms, which would skew the date. Today, there's a consensus that the samples tested in 1988 were less than ideal and that the reported date is probably too recent. The question is, how much error is present in the dating? The vast majority of the scientific community feels that the dating error might be 100 years, maybe 200, but still medieval. Very few accept that the Shroud could be as old as the first century. The Shroud is a fascinating artifact with many arguments to be made for its authenticity. But the dating of the Shroud remains an enormous obstacle for those who claim that it is the burial cloth of Christ. However, there is a second piece of cloth that may add weight to the idea that the Shroud is much older than the carbon-14 dates suggest. It's called the Sudarium of Oviedo, and it's a bloodstained piece of cloth measuring about 33 by 21 inches, kept in the Cathedral of San Salvador in Oviedo, Spain. The Sudarium which is Latin for sweat cloth is thought to be the cloth that was wrapped around the head of Jesus after he died as described in John's gospel The sudarium has interesting connections to the shroud the blood stains are human blood type AB and the plasma and cellular sediment have separated as they have on the shroud When configured the way it would have been wrapped around Jesus head computer modeling suggests that the stains on the sudarium match up with the wounds seen on the shroud image The flow of blood changes directions, indicating that the man was upright when it was first tied over his head, but was laid on his back a short time later. The shroud and the sudarium share the same Z-twist weave. They would have been more expensive and less common than other linens. Here's the thing. The sudarium has a documented history that goes back to 570 AD, when it is known to have been in Jerusalem. It was later taken to Egypt and then to Spain as Egyptian Christians fled the advancing uh, Persian army of Khosrow II. It arrived in Cartagena and after stops in Seville and Toledo. It was translated to Oviedo in 840. The point being that if the Sudarium and the Shroud have a common origin and the sedarium is demonstrably much older than the carbon-14 de- dates for the Shroud, then the Shroud would be much older than the skeptics now claim, possibly old enough to be authentic. I hope you found this episode interesting. For more information about this program, contact information, etc., please head over to a very different Catholic podcast.com. Until next time, have fun with the faith.